I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Brenton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and hopefully this week I don't sound like I'm recording this in a tin can. Well, by this point you'll have realised it does sound shit, um, but we will fix it for next week. Apologies for the poor sound quality from my side. Don't worry, I've hit myself over the head with a bottle of brown sauce a couple of times uh, as a way of punishment. We'll be back to normal... Not perfect standards, but much better than this next week. Yeah, I'm Henry. Oh, okay. What have you done with Brett? <laughs> well, he's in the loft. So are you up here this week? Been a week since I spoke to you. What's happened? A couple of... Well, I've been in the pub twice. So that's uh, that's nice. I know, yeah. I met me mum and dad at the pub and everything. So that was good. Okay. So I did that. Uh, what have Shall I been we point doing? out that you didn't? Watching... That wasn't you didn't meet them for the first time ever this week. Otherwise, no, it would have been a bit bigger well, news. Not, than that. Not, <laughs> yeah, not not the first time ever. That would be yeah. very odd if that was the first time I met my mother. Well, you might yeah. have been raised by wolves, something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and birthed by them as well. <laughs> well, you might not have remembered me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've been doing that, and uh, I watched, I watched Taxi Driver with the boy on okay. Friday. He absolutely loved it. He thought it was, he thought it was class. So, oh, yeah, is he I, think, I think you know you're fourteen. Uh, well, I think he would you know love it, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know you're still no. I mean, or your child or whatever. After uh, you know, they're mature enough to watch someone like that. Yeah, fair enough. I, I actually watch Watchmen. <laughs> and that had like more gratuitous sort of scenes in it than the only, Taxi Driver did. I remember there's that bit where somebody's shagging in the fucking spaceship, like fire, fire out of it or something like that. It's fucking shit, uh, that film. And I wonder, yeah, anybody, anybody who thinks <laughs> it's good, come at us and I'll rebuke <laughs> you because it's awful. It's fucking awful. <laughs> well, I, I think it's all right, to be honest. Well, I'll take you on. <laughs> you could I'll take me. I, I don't think it's brilliant or anything, but I think it's okay. I think That guy's uh, films are the worst of all films yeah. ever made. Simon Cowell fell off a bike. Did <laughs> 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 What was he wearing? Was he wearing it was fucking... an old... To be them terrible jeans that <laughs> go over his uh, shoes to get caught in the spot. Yeah, his t- his t- his t-shirt was far too tight, and he fell off. 
Apparently he's broke broke his back. That's what happened. Broke anyway. his back like, falling uh, off a bike. Batman. Was it a fucking Paddy <laughs> Father or what? Like once he fell off. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to see him on a penny farthing, like that would be good. So yeah, that that's that's one bit of good news I've had recently. Where okay, yeah, uh, fell off the bike. The other one, um, Lennon came down and went, uh, "Have you heard a, a song called uh, Roundabout?" And I went, "You mean by Yes?" And he was like, "Yeah." I, I like Yes. So, so Lennon did the Yes. 40, <laughs> So Lennon's, Lennon's been listening okay, to Yes because it's on the end of, of this manga program he watches or something. Okay. I'm booking a flight over to come and <laughs> <laughs> some different albums <laughs> where you don't listen to Yes. Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind Yes. I like uh, a couple of songs, Yes. I don't. My Do mum's got all the albums. I don't mind them. But uh, I remember uh-huh. putting them on when I was a teenager and when I found their albums and stuff and I was going through them. I, I didn't yeah. really get them then. I don't really get them now, but, you know, prog rock gets a lot of stick, but I think the older you get, the less you care about, like, punk and, how, and actually how shit punk was. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> mind listening to Yes, I'd rather, you know, there's about three good punk bands and about ten good punk songs, so yeah. I'm happy listening that's, to most of <laughs> That's what I like about Lenny. I mean, he just, he listens to anything. You yeah, know, of course, for kids... You know, he, he doesn't care whether okay. it's cool or yeah. yeah like we, we we were quite concerned about that. The title of this episode is probably going to be, but might not be by the time we put it out. Who is the second best band from Liverpool? <laughs> and that is <laughs> that sounds like a very good title. Um, or it could be our second favourite band from Liverpool. I guess. Yes, yeah, I suppose so. It's it's actually fine to sing in your Liverpoolian accent. Where if me and you want to sing in a Geordie accent or whatever, you know, it would be frowned upon. But it, it's not with, with bands from Liverpool that can sing. Think, and it sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, you I wouldn't have so. Sting singing in a Geordie accent, would you? Mm-hmm. Bands from Liverpool kind of get away with it. They do it. Um, Cockney bands kind of did it a bit, especially around the Britpop <laughs> times. Well, yeah. well, lots of people who weren't Cockneys yeah, did it in the Britpop times. Um <laughs> And I think in Manchester it started a little bit with Morrissey, but then the Stone Roses kind of took that and, and ran with it a bit, I think. Um, but Liverpool, uh-huh. I mean, Liverpool are never shy of saying they're, they're their own little world or they, you know, they exist on their own. But it kind of plays out a bit when you look at the culture and the history and the music and the comedy and all that kind of stuff. I want to talk about the laws. That's who I'd like to talk about. Okay. Because I bloody love the laws. They're absolutely <laughs> class. Okay. Favorite. I'm, I've listened to, in preparation for this, for talking about this. I've listened to the uh, the laws. It's a self-titled album, so it's called The Laws. And uh, I've listened to it twice. I listen, I've got it on vinyl. So yeah, me too. I, I listen to it on vinyl. It's amazing. And I blasted it out with my Marshall amp, which I play <laughs> my guitar with. And it just oh, sounds, nice. Absolutely class. It's an interesting story about the laws, and obviously, doing this podcast, I found out a little bit more about them, which I didn't really know before. I remember because you're the music guy, you you were the guy that sort of got me on all these kind of bands. Like I've said before that you got me onto the Beatles and stuff like that before. So I, I can't really remember you saying to me though you should listen to the laws. I think it was more of a discovery. <laughs> I'm thinking back 
it's through Fulham actually I found out who the laws were it was a, a film called So I Married an Axe Murderer there she goes yeah. I was in that film yeah. um, and I remember watching the film quite enjoying the film I mean it's stupid it's daft the film but I, I had this uh, this film on on video and I would keep rewinding the, the bit with the laws in I think the film came out in 93, 94 something like that so only been about 12 or or 13, something like that. So I, I kept listening to this song over and over again on that the sort of film because it was a different time. You couldn't, it, they weren't accessible as we've talked about. I know before. it's weird. It's we not, keep mentioning it, but it's weird. Like I think most of our listeners are about our age or older. So I don't yeah. think we keep needing to hammer the point home. But it's weird when yeah. you talk to younger people that you hear a song, that's why we used to record it on a tape from the radio. Because it uh, might, uh-huh. you might never hear it again. You would wait for the next uh-huh. week to try and get it and mm-hmm. record it. Or the same with a film yeah. or something. This album, had it come out four years later, it would have been massive. It yeah. would have been absolutely massive. And I think the band that I want to talk about came out four years too late. <laughs> this album. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they both missed the boat, haven't they? Yeah. They both missed the board. So I want to it's talk about yeah. I want to talk about Shaq. So Shaq are my second favorite band from Liverpool. Um, I mean, who knows really? I've got a list of other bands, but yeah, probably these. <laughs> and Shaq are basically one of those nearly made it bands. Um, yeah. The main guy is a guy called Michael Head, who's like just one of those. He probably would hate this. And doesn't really fit the bill, but one of those kind of Sid Barrett, Peter Green, rest in peace, both of them um, characters that kind of uh-huh. almost became yeah. amazing or the big stars, but then never did. I think the difference mm-hmm. with Michael Head is he doesn't really seem that bothered about making it, or that he nearly made it and didn't. Yeah, I think uh-huh. if you read more stuff about him and interviews with him. He just uh-huh. sees what he does as writing songs, and uh-huh. that's his calling. But he's not yeah. bothered about whether he's famous or not, or whether it's a big hit or whether it isn't. He's flirted with yeah. it at some stages of his career, but uh, overall, he just seems to be content that that's the path he's taken. But yeah, like for me, these this guy and his brother John Heads and Shaq, and he contributes a few songs to the album I want to talk about, which is HMS Tape. HMS Fable, which came out in 1999. Um, John Head writes a few songs for that as well. Um, I just think, like, melodically, songwriting-wise, these guys are just... should. Some of the songs really hit home. I love the message of them. I love the, the soul that goes into them. And I love their albums around uh-huh. this as well. But this was basically their, their one big shot. It's fame, I think. And it, it didn't materialize. Like you say, they were a victim of circumstance and stuff, weren't they? I mean, yeah. things like fires and stuff like that, that yeah. sort of derailed their career and things. Yeah. But yeah, there was, um, the sounds it's similar as well. It's not the same. I wouldn't say it's the same, no. but it's similar. When I listened to the album, um, the Shack album, I immediately liked it and I immediately sort of loved certain songs that I put on. I think this. In the middle of the album, I think there's three songs that I, I really liked. Um, I think one is like a bit of a, a sea shanty. The, I think that's the influence of the docks as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, and obviously, we can sort of we can relate to that because we live sort of in a town, you know, next to the sea and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a different side of the country, but you know, it's it's very similar. But uh, I mean, from reading it. A lot of the songs are about these sort of problems, aren't they? A lot of the songs are about scoring heroin and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think um, the other one that I like is, is it uh, Reinstated, which is like yeah. a, a Bacharach song? I was watching an interview with the Laws. It was John Power, who's the bassist, mm-hmm. um, and Lee Mavis. Um, and they, they were being interviewed on... Uh, on Canadian TV, it's on it's on YouTube, and obviously they were trying to make the comparisons with the Beatles because, mm-hmm. to me, it does sound like the Beatles because it sounds like to me it sounds like the early Beatles, those old sort of anthology sort of uh, songs that me and you would listen to. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me. Uh, but anyway, they were being asked about that and stuff like that, and they're both really uncomfortable at being interviewed by this quite sexy looking woman and stuff like that and she says to them so you know do you like the Beatles well we like the Beatles the same as everybody else likes the Beatles but we go get up in the morning and put them on straight away so they're trying to like separate themselves yeah. from the Beatles yeah. you know what I mean but, I mean it must be difficult for a, a band from Liverpool because you're always going to be compared to the Beatles aren't you there's been loads of different people in the band and stuff like that <laughs> and I think the main reason for that is because of Lee Mavers, isn't it? Because of his sort of his perfectionism, yeah. and that's I the like... thing with geniuses. Because I think he is a genius. I mean, I, I, I honestly do. But there's a fine line between genius and madness, isn't it? Well, I, I think he is, but a little bit like Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is one of the all-time greats. He's influenced pretty much every every musician that ever came after. But yeah. for about a year, like for about a year, he, every song he wrote was the greatest song of all time, better than the one before. And then after that year, nothing. Like, and, I, and I think the same for him. It doesn't mean he's not a genius. So they put out this album, I think, in, in 90. And uh, the band actually hate this album. So they don't like this album. But the reason that was released was that they had like 12 recording sessions between 1987 and 1990. The, the uh, record company, which I think is Gold Discs, yeah. they, they spent like a, a million pounds on trying to get this album made. And every single time they went in to, to, to do the album, they didn't like it. So that they went through sort of loads of different producers and stuff like that. And eventually the record company just went, well, I'm, that's it. You know, yeah. we're not going to spend any more money on it. We're going to release this album. The band didn't want it released, so they hate it. I think I think it, it's like he's almost trying to recreate like a feeling rather than a, the sound. That's what I get. That's what he's trying to do. So that's just who he is. That's the guy he is. And if it, he wasn't like that, then we wouldn't have these songs. <laughs> well, that's why John Power left, didn't he? Because he was sick of just playing the same songs over and over again. There's a guy called uh, Paul Hemmons who was in the a guitarist. He was in the the Lightning Seeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a like a record label called Viper. Um, yeah. And what what he does, he tells this story because I was reading an interview with him. 
and he tells this story he was on a train or whatever and he was in the lightning seeds and he was going back to Liverpool from London and the train sort of caught fire, right? And as they all got off the train, Lee Mavers was there and it was like 10 years since he had seen him because mm-hmm. um, he was in the last for a little bit as well. And uh, he's just he's like, what are you doing now type thing? And he goes, well, still recording the, the first album. And the the other thing about um, Paul Hemmings as well on this this particular interview, because he's running a record label and because he saw uh, Lee Mavers and stuff like that, he got him in to try and record the album again. But obviously, Lee Mavers' sort of frustrations and his nitpicking and stuff like that would sort of come back. So uh, this is what uh, this is what Paul Hemmings says about like trying to record the album with Lee Mavers okay. again. Yeah, and his behaviour. He says, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, even a simple matter of listening to the demos, Lee would say, that's the wrong demo tape. Well, actually, it's the master demo tape. Yeah, but I prefer this version. So you would say to him, okay, so we'll use that version. But it's being played through the wrong cassette tape. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get it through this cassette deck. Yeah, but it's being recorded through the wrong mic. <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll get you this mic yeah but that's the wrong coloured lead for the mic <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that he is was he like, taking the piss you don't know do you you don't know uh, and the other thing that he said uh, just about Lee Mavers as a person right because that's the way he was working in the studio and stuff like that but he, he said that Lee's a perfectly functioning, functional human being um, everybody paints him as being like the Sid Barrett character, mm-hmm. which he's not. He lives a very normal life. He's got four kids, they're all grown up now. But I have no idea what Lee does all day. <laughs> I've got a clue. <laughs> Lee's <laughs> probably just being Lee. But there's, there's also uh, you were talking about the B sides and stuff like that as well. I love, I love, I love the B sides. Amazing. Ova's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I really like, which is a bit of a haunting one and a strange one, it's called Who Knows? Okay. It's like, it's foreshadowing of what's going to actually happen to the band. It's all about, you know, who knows what ha- what's going to happen in the future and okay. stuff like that. But let's let's t- let's talk about Shaq there. Okay, this, I mean... This was your pick, and, and I hadn't heard them before, but I'm glad... That you've picked them because I really enjoyed the album. I, cool, I, I mean, really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a good album, and there's a, I, I've seen Shaq once playing an in-store gig in RPM Record Shop in Newcastle. They did a little acoustic gig, um, uh-huh. which is when I bought that first album, which came out in like 1987 or something. Um, this gig was about 2005 or something. Um, so I already had. HMS Fable, which I loved. I had the two follow-ups, which are here, Tom with the Weather, and on the corner of Miles and Gill. Second one was on Noel Gallagher's record label. Um, But I'd never heard this first album. In fact, I didn't really know it existed. It's a bit of a flop, to be honest. Um, It was on Ian Broody from the Lightning Seeds label. So again, another another link uh, to all these uh, Liverpool bands. Um, But when HMS Fable came out, I think it was heralded as one of these, like, this long lost heroes finally got a crack of fame and I think Bill Gallagher was talking him up and a couple of other people were talking so I, I, I got it straight away and like you I absolutely loved it from the first listen um, 
And I think the Beatles' influence comes from the first chord. I don't know whether you think that or not, but it opens with a song called Natalie's Party. And the first chord yeah. is essentially like a flanged version of the Hard Day's Night chord, which I think for yeah. a Beatles band is like a really bold thing to do. Uh, Liverpool yeah. band, sorry. Uh, really bold thing to do, but also like that little bit of distortion and like tremolo mm -hmm. on it. Um, yeah. And it shows that maybe well, that's, that's not that confident in replacing the Beatles or following the Beatles or that it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I read a, a, an interview um, with uh, with uh, Mike Head and stuff like that, um, and he he was talking to one of his bandmates, and there was like a song on the radio, and he says, "Oh, this is a good song. Who's this?" And one of his bands says, "It's the fucking Beatles, Mick." <laughs> so, I mean, so, he can't have not listened to all the. He Beatles. must have heard a hard days like purely. They had an, they recorded an album called Water Pistol in 1995. In fact, maybe they recorded it in 91, I think. That's, I, I think that was the problem with the studio burning down. But the studio it? burned down and there was only one set of master tapes and the guy who had them lost them on a taxi in New York and then it took three years to track down or something like that. Again, it's yeah. like these kind of missed opportunities. That album yeah. is a masterpiece um, for more acoustic and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And then after that, he had an album called um, The Magical World of Michael Head and the Strands, not Shaq, which again is quite like 60s and acoustic. It's this thing with Liverpool bands who, you know, the Beatles, Paul McCartney always talks about it. The guys came off the docks with the records from America, and it's the first time we heard this and heard that. And the west coast of England, well, Liverpool always seems to have this kind of connection with the west coast of america and these la san francisco yeah. kind of psychedelic bands uh you've got bands uh like the uh the coral and clinic and uh like shack in the Lars a bit and i think shack mm -hmm. sound a lot like love um who arthur lee another kind of mythical figure in the rock yeah. uh star stardom and their album forever changes and in fact shack faxed him in the early 90s on a tour he did in England. Um, and there's just so many Liverpool bands where you can put on and think, if you know Love or you've heard some of that not very popular album, or kind of critically acclaimed, mm -hmm. you're just like, and these guys, why? Like, they all have this kind of ingrained in them a bit, I think, like the kind of indie bands from Liverpool. Yeah. And those two albums sound a lot more like that. But by the time HMS Fable came out, I guess they were influenced a little bit more by the big poppy kind of stuff that was happening. So it sounds a lot more crunchy guitars, a lot more kind of pop. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, like you, I don't love every single song the same. Like you put it over the Lars, you're never going to like all of them. But I think it starts with that big ringing chord and Natalie's party's big opener that I think is just great fun drops down the comedy, the second song, which I think is just like an emotional good punch. I absolutely love that song. I just think it's great. Um, uh -huh. I don't know what you think of that one. Um, yeah, I like that one as well. I, I liked all of them. I enjoyed all of them. But the, the middle three stood out for me, I think. Those are the ones that I like. Yeah, Streets of Kenny. Just a, such yeah. an atmospheric song and lend some dope as well before that. They're obviously clearly about a man who's... Uh, Struck trying to get clean, but isn't doing a very good job of it. Although I think by the time this album came out, he was. Um, uh -huh. 
But yeah, it's just atmospheric. It's got a very yeah. scout sound. Um, the his voice is obviously like he's got a little blue accent in them. And again, it's yeah. got a really lovely couple of last songs, I Want You and Daniela, that little acoustic song. I just think it's mm-hmm. nicely sequenced for that nice acoustic ending. Um, yeah. So I've been a big fan of it for a long time, but you know, you, you've heard it for the first time, so what do you think? Yeah, uh, like I say, I, I've, I've listened to this one twice as well. I listened to it on Friday and I listened to it again uh, yesterday, which was Sunday, and I, I, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I like his voice. I mean, his, his voice is really good. He's mm-hmm. obviously a very, very proficient sort of songwriter. He's a very mm-hmm. good songwriter as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he's touted as basically, you know, the best songwriter in the world, isn't he? By NMA, I think. <laughs> yeah. And they said that about. So I mean, I mean, I, I loved, I loved the album. The three songs in the middle, like I've mentioned before, they're the ones that that sort of stuck out in in my head, and the ones that I'd probably, if you know, you were going to say it was put on a shack song, I'd put one of them mm-hmm. on. There's a lot of sort of connections as well, isn't there, between this band and the one that I've picked, which is mm-hmm. which is also which is also nice, which I didn't really know about until obviously we've done a little bit of research and stuff like that for for this podcast. But yeah, I'd, I'd say I said to my dad because I did a similar thing with the the laws. My dad had no idea who the the laws were. I mean, he, he knew, you know, there she goes. He knew that, so yeah. he knew that. But my dad loves the laws album. After I've gotten the listen to it, and I'm going to do the, exactly the same thing with Shaq as well because we okay. won the pub last week, and I said, well, oh, I'm going to pick the laws, and Cliff's going to pick a band called Shaq. Have you ever heard of them? And he says, I've got no idea who they are. And I think that's going to be very similar with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe with the laws as well. I don't think that a lot of people are going to, they'll know there she goes, but will they know the rest of the song? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's the same with Shaq, isn't it? Which is a shame. Both these bands have, have basically, they've, they're not given enough credit, I think, for the, oh, I agree. certainly this album, which the ones that I've listened to, and and the Lars album, they should have been bigger than they were, you know. Yeah, they definitely should have been bigger than they were, and it's a shame that they're not. I know, I agree. I think it's, a, I just think it's a really, really good, like, couple of bands, two great albums. You can put these two albums yeah. on any time, and very few people who. Would, would like them, they might not love them as much as we do, but you know, they're, they're great, great pop songs. I think that's one thing that bands from Liverpool do really well. Um, mm-hmm. What about any other bands from Liverpool that you're big fans of that don't quite uh, make a grade here for these two? Well, I'm a, I'm a massive Lightning Seeds fan. I sometimes say it's a bit of a guilty pleasure, but uh, me too. I don't think. Yeah, I love the Lightning Seeds. I think they're great. Absolutely. Not, not a guilty pleasure as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, I know. You, I knew you were going to say that because you don't like uh, the idea of a guilty pleasure. You don't think it exists. But... No. Enjoy whatever no. you want. Well, that's true. And I, I agree with that, definitely. Um, so the Lightning Seeds, massive. Um, it, the Britpop thing, which I don't really like saying, but... Uh, I I got you know the albums and stuff like that the library from South Shields yeah all the ones that I could get and I absolutely loved them and then 
obviously the three lions thing and stuff like that yep. just sort of elevated them, didn't it? After that, I mean, everybody was singing that song. Wasn't it? Um, what about? I mean, I know you like bands like the Coral and stuff like that. Yeah, I love the Coral. Um, like um, probably one of the bands I've seen the most actually over the course of the years. Probably seen about twenty times or something. I, I love them. Um, uh-huh. And I think you know if you look at the lead singer. He, just, he, he looks like they made us, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's got the same yeah. haircut. He sings like him a bit. Um, yeah. But also their guitarist, Bill Ryder-Jones, our solo artist, and he's got some really, really good albums, like nice, really nice uh-huh. kind of singer songwriter albums. He's well worth checking out. I think he's great. Um, I love Echo and the Bunnymen. I think Echo and the Bunnymen yeah. are ten times better than you two. Um, uh-huh. I saw the farm with Lightning Seeds a couple of years ago. Great, really much more than just that big altogether now hit that most people know. Um, yeah. you've got some, there's just some great bands from Liverpool, like we've been going for a long time. Um, Good. Yeah. My dad actually, my dad actually took me niece very recently before this crazy outbreak or whatever was going on. Um, and he took me niece to go and say China Crisis as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, the Christians yeah. as well, like, you know, they're mm-hmm. great. Like, just, there's some great, like, actual popular pop music, not just this indie stuff that we're talking about. I mean, look at Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah, no, massive. Frankie OM- Goes to Hollywood, yeah. OMD, um, yeah. even the Teardrop Explodes for a couple of, you know, Julian Cope. He's not from Liverpool, but the band was. Zutons were massive for a while. You know, you You've got a long list, and we're not even going into the kind of pop stuff like Atomic Kitten, Pillar Black, Ultra Beat, Ultra Beat, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I think like good, like Liverpool, great. Gets the piss taken out of it a bit, and one of the things that gets the Which piss taken out of it shouldn't, for, because uh, it shouldn't get the piss taken out of it because uh, the, I've taught you before, haven't I? On the Beatles one, the best holiday I've ever had in my <laughs> life was a weekend in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, it's. On it was the best holiday I've ever had. It, it, what a fantastic city! It was absolutely class. I, lo- well, I loved it. And what okay. should be going back on my 40th birthday party as well. well let's see. My dad wasn't keen on that idea, but let's try. Was he not? Unhappy on the Facebook group. Um, <laughs> before we finish, I've got a quiz. Hey! Yeah, probably an impossible one that I'll never be able to answer any of the questions. Well, again. so we all know Scousers are known for a great sense of humour. That was better to be yeah. a Scouse accent. It's, but anyway, uh, it's quite good. Self-proclaimed funniest people in the entire world uh, with a lot of famous comedians from them. So I've got five jokes by Liverpool comedians and you've got to tell me which comedian said the joke out loud. Right. So okay. that's very interesting, isn't it? That's very interesting, because when you sent us the message yesterday, you said, oh, I've got a, a, a quiz for you about Liverpool bands. You said Liverpool bands. So I a little, little bit of reading upon the, <laughs> the Liverpool bands. I didn't say Absolutely bands. no reading I... whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely no reading on Liverpool comedians. I, I didn't say bands. No, I you, just said, you just like hanging us out to dry, don't you? That's what you like doing. <laughs> I mean, come on. They're the funniest men in the world, so you know, you'll know who they are. Um, right. Let's put it to the test. I've got, I've got three Liverpool comedians in my head. Right? Okay, well, so, you need two more. 
Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so let's put it to the test. There's two quizzes here, really. Are they actually funny? And right. who said it? Okay. So let's go. Number one. Knock knock. Mm-hmm. Got to do this one. Knock knock. All oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How does this go again, Cliff? Yeah, it's been a long time. Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Sir Terry. Sir Terry who? How quickly they forget. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think said that joke out loud? Um, I will go with Jimmy Talbuck. Correct! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Get in! One out of one. Right, let's end it. Great let's end it here. Well, I mean, I'll have picked the three ones you're thinking of, I'm sure. Okay, so, <laughs> number two. You don't need to join in with this one. It was a tough school. Okay. The teacher said to the class, what comes after a sentence? And the kid says, you make an appeal. <laughs> I will go for Freddie Starr. Ah, uh, no, no. I'll tell oh. you now, Freddie Starr didn't really tell any jokes. He just sang songs and talked backwards. <laughs> There's no jokes to be found. <laughs> Did Elvis say impressions and yeah. bit the head off hamsters? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number three. Who was it then? I said it, didn't I? Nah. <laughs> Stan Boardman. <laughs> oh, you see? <laughs> and he's, he was another one on my list. I'm okay. going comedians from Liverpool here. Okay, well, if you third one, this is probably your third one. You're an English supporter. It's like being an over-optimistic parent of a fat kid on sports day. Ken Dodd? No. He's next. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) He's next. (laughs) John Bishop. Not funny, is it? Uh, No, it's not. He's not funny. I went to see him at the Newcastle Arena because I got given tickets. And I walked out at half time. It's the least funny thing Did I've you? ever seen in my life. It's also the only thing I've ever walked out of at half time. It was absolutely atrocious. It's not, it's right. not funny at all. A- anybody who's on that uh, program, they think it's all. Is it? They think it's all. The sport one. The sport one. It's the James Gunn. Just all be shot. I mean, <laughs> if all you've got to do is make Jamie Redknapp laugh, fucking hell. Yeah. Did you get anyone on it? <laughs> yeah. Most simple man in the world. Um, anyway, so there's another joke. Apparently, if you put famous John Bishop jokes, this is what comes up. Uh-huh. Kids must think that having a dad as a parent is cool, right? Well, mm-hmm. I heard one of the kids say to my son, oh, having a comedian as a parent must be cool. And my son said, no, he's a knob. Not even a joke. That isn't a Just, joke. That's like literally a fact. And he's trying to make a joke out of this. Yeah, that, that's pretty poor, that is. Rubbish, it? absolutely rubbish. Okay, so, number four. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this guy's jokes are good. So I could have picked loads yeah. of them. Right. I've got kleptomania. Okay, well, you know, wait till you hear the joke, you'll see. Uh, <laughs> I've got kleptomania, but when it gets bad, mm-hmm. I take something for it. <laughs> Ooh. Um, is that Ken Dodd? It is Ken Dodd, classic. 
classic Patty Duddy. Um, I met my wife in Hong Kong. I said, what the bloody hell are you doing here? Oh, no. It's Alexi Sale. No uh, is he from Liverpool? Yeah, quite a lot. Quite a lot from Liverpool. Is he? He's, he's yeah. quite a lot from Liverpool. I, I never yeah. really liked uh, Alexi Sale growing up. I used to watch the young ones a little bit. And I yeah, I don't, really like it, him, <laughs> I don't yeah. like him either. To be honest. I don't like him either. I've got that. I've got a surprise. Hold up. No, no, because I've got a surprise question for you. Can, I, can we pause it for a right. second? <laughs> So when you're doing research and stuff like that on these podcasts, uh, why I like doing them as well, you sometimes get surprised by things. And uh, this was a question that I'm going to ask you, which I was surprised about, which I found out. Okay. Have you ever heard of a Liverpool band, right? A heavy metal band by the name of Marseille. <laughs> you haven't heard of them, no. right? No. In that particular band was a, a who played guitar in this band. He was a sort of childhood presenter for me and you growing up. Can you guess who he is? Is he a scouser? He's a scouser. Is, is it Neil Buchanan? Yes. Well, <laughs> done. well that was good. We listened to some good yes. music. We talked a little bit about stuff. We listened to more stuff like Marseille than we thought we might. And uh, yeah, I've had a massage by a uh, smooth man, saw a couple of films, and uh, quite, <laughs> quite a fun episode, I think. So thanks as ever, Brett. Um, apologies you. to any listeners if this sound quality is so poor. If it is, I will be buying a new microphone, so the next episode will be better. And uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and at FCircusPod. You can find us on Facebook, uh, the name of the podcast. You'll just put it in the search bar and you can join in some interest and crack every now and then. And uh, you can find us everywhere that you get podcasts and try and subscribe and tell other people that we're good because um gives us a little bit of purpose to our lives. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, one more. Th- are you going to put the last song of me repertoire on at the no, end of this? Are you clear? I'm going to save it to the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's because it's the best one. It's a, we're going to give the listeners a break, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So until next time, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.